This is Shifting Our Schools, episode 38, so your students want to be YouTubers. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Welcome back to Shifting Our Schools. Thank you, as always, for listening. It's great to be back this week. Uh, it's been a busy week for me. Is uh, Last week, I was in Boise uh, at the Idaho Educational Technology Association Conference, a conference of about a 1,000 educators. And as they announced at the conference, it's now the largest conference uh, in all of Idaho, they believe. So that's pretty cool. Uh, educators have that type of poll inside of a, inside of a state. Great, great conference. Uh, just had a wonderful time. The Boise uh, conference center is a really amazing place. Really enjoyed just walking around the conference center and uh, a great conference overall. Um, so today's session actually comes from the conference. So that's why I wanted to kind of mention it. But before we get to that, uh, don't forget, we want your questions and comments about the show. Uh, we've set up a flip grid uh, as a fun learning way to receive questions and comics for you. So you can head on over to uh, sospodcast.org slash questions uh, and if, leave us any questions or comments about the show there. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, it's always great to uh, hear from our listeners and, and know what you like and, and if there's a, a session that um, really speaks to you or a show that really speaks to you. Uh, another great thank to our sponsor, and it's great because today's show, uh, this presentation that I did calling So Your Students Want to Be YouTubers in Idaho, actually features Flipgrid. Uh, we talked about it there as a way of getting kids to use video in the classroom. Uh, and as a sponsor, uh, you might remember that you can uh, sign up for a Flipgrid classroom and get a 45-day free trial of Flipgrid classroom when you use the offer code Eduro Learning. That's all one word at checkout, E-D-U-R-O Learning. At checkout, just type that in and you will get 45-day free trial of Flipgrid. Also, just a quick reminder, if you haven't yet signed up for the Eduro Learning Newsletter, you're going to want to do that. You can do that at our website, edurolearning.com. That's E-D-U-R-O learning.com. If you just scroll to the bottom, you can sign up down there. This is a great time, especially if you're an instructional coach. We are in the middle of an an instructional coaching launch, uh, Kim Cofino. Uh, if you don't know Kim, you probably should, especially if you're an instructional coach. Uh, she is running our launch on the extra instructional coach strands that we run over here at Edura Learning. Uh, and there's all kinds of great uh, PDFs that are being given away. She's doing an incredible job with some Facebook Lives and YouTube Live sessions. Uh, there's going to be a webinar coming up all about coaching. So if you want to uh, make sure you're on the list to receive all that stuff, head on over to Edura learning.com and sign up for the newsletter. Today's show, as I mentioned, is a, a session that I did. So I apologize for the the quality of the audio here. I had my uh, Zoom H2N microphone set up in the middle of the room. And of course, I can't stand still. So I constantly am walking around the room. So hopefully uh, I did the best I can to get the audio uh, good, but you can tell it's a presentation. So just know that ahead of time. So the, the name of this presentation was, so your students want to be YouTubers. And it's a session I came up with after I've heard teachers uh, talk a lot about whenever they ask their kids what they want to be when they grow up, all they ever get is I want to be a YouTuber. So it was about a two hour session and uh, I've tried to cut out the time that participants had to play with YouTube live. We played with Screencastify and we played with Flipgrid. And so what you're going to hear is the in-between of, of teachers talking about what they learned, how they might use it in the classroom and some of the ideas that I shared with them as well. So that's the lead into this show. Let's get on to the presentation. Well, good morning. morning. Hopefully you had a great keynote this morning with Rushton. He's such a great guy. Um, A lot of conferences. Uh, Make sure you're in the right spot. If you're not in the right spot, I apologize. You're now here. So this session is all about wanting to be YouTubers. I came up with this session after I was uh, spending some time with elementary teachers and the elementary teachers kept coming to me and saying, when I ask people I want to be a girl, they, all they ever say is I want to be a YouTuber. And I was like, well, what's wrong with that? There's money in YouTubers. So I thought I'd put together a session, um, and you're going to get a lot of hands-on experience today. 
uh, of trying to play. Uh, what I hear from teams all the time is, I just want time to play. I need time to learn it. You're going to get that time in this session. I'm actually going to send you out of this room because we found out yesterday if everybody tries to get on the internet in this room, we very quickly run out of internet. But if we can spread out and come back, spread out and come back as you're playing and learning the tools, I think it'll be a good way to get us started this morning. Uh, quick introduction. My name is Jeff Utek. I uh, grew up, was born, grew up and raised in Spokane. Um, became an elementary educator at WSU. Then uh, spent three years teaching here in the state of Washington, then took out, took off overseas for 10 years, three years in Saudi Arabia, three years in Shanghai, China, four years in Bangkok, before coming back here in 2012, now make my home in Seattle. Uh, when I came back, I started a company called Edera Learning to help support schools. We do all kinds of PD training, a lot of online stuff. There's postcards up here if you're interested in that. You can say 50% on um, online courses. And then I also do consulting with schools around the Northwest, around the world globally. Uh, do that kind of thing. So, kid on the farm from Spokane ends up doing this. I absolutely have no idea, but here I am. Uh, so that's a quick introduction of me. Uh, you're going to be helping each other out today, and the main reason, if you've ever been in my sessions, you'll know that I do this in every session. The main reason we come to conferences is not to learn stuff. If you want to learn stuff, pour yourself a nice glass of your favorite beverage, sit down and watch a YouTube video. You come to conferences to network. The problem is people come to conferences and network, and then they stay in their little friendship group and never meet anybody new. So if you come to my session, you meet somebody new. So I'm going to ask you to do the church thing, turn around, meet at least two other people around you, so that you can start networking here today. Okay. You're going to see a couple other people at the conference. The session today, they're going to be here to help you throughout. How many of you know already that you have a YouTuber at your school who's making money? Oh, yes. Do you have one? Do you know how much? What do they do? Sorry? We have a class. You have a whole class about becoming a YouTuber. Yes, I mean, yeah. That's cool. Are you? Are the kids making money? Are, they, are we I teaching kids? Affiliate, the affiliate program and stuff like okay. that. So I don't know if they're actually making money, but they sure are thinking they are. Yeah, they sure think they are. They sure think they are. That's yeah. cool. Cool. Anyone else? I met at a school, uh, Sumner School District, over on the south of Seattle. I was doing some work with them, and the middle school principal came in. And we were having a conversation, and they have a seventh grader who they have, uh, this was last year, so he's an eighth grader this year, but last year they had a seventh grader who they had kicked out of school, that suspended from school three times for a variety of reasons. And they couldn't get this kid to engage in school. And they were talking to the kid, and the kid's like, but I don't need to go to school. And they're like, well, what do you mean you don't need to go to school? He's like, but I'm already making enough money. And they tried to dig into it. Well, it comes to find out that he videos himself playing video games. He has over 1.2 million subscribers to his YouTube channel and makes roughly $2,000 a month. And he was coming to school and just had loads of money all the time coming to school. And the, teacher, and the problem was nobody could engage him because this kid's like, why do I need to learn English? Why do I need to learn math? I just go home, play video games, and I get money. Right? Not understanding that all of that stuff, and teachers not understanding of how could you engage this, this child in understanding why English was important, how, why financial responsibility is important when you're making $2,000 a month. You're going to have to pay taxes on that, do you know? Or your parents are going to need to pay taxes on that. But it was really interesting, and you know, it took the school a while to figure out, okay, what are we going to do with this child? How do we engage some student that's probably making more than their teachers? <laughs> and it's a really interesting place that we find ourselves in because anybody can do this, right? Anybody can do this. How many of you have watched a YouTube video in the last week? Here's what I'd like you to do. Turn and talk to your new friend that you just met. What is the, what's a YouTube video that you've watched? What did you watch? Go ahead, turn and talk. What did you learn how to do? What did you... something crazy that you've watched on YouTube? Or something you've watched on YouTube? Anyone? Well, it's not so much crazy, but um, my niece found it YouTube like three years ago yeah. when she was about four. Okay. And she figured out that you could DIY anything. Yes. And so she, hours will be spent on her computer or on whatever, just DIYing, just yeah. not to do it, but she's like, did you know you can do da 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 And I just, it, I fascinated. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I just always tell people that we built our house by YouTube. Yeah. 
So we redid our condo by YouTube. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable what you can learn. Yeah. Convince my four-year-old to learn to read. Your four-year-old is going to read from YouTube. Ooh, that one didn't sit well. <laughs> I like it, but that didn't sit well. <laughs> Very cool. Anything else? I was going to say fainting goats. Fainting goats. <laughs> Why is James crying? Yeah. I watched, uh, during the session yesterday, I watched the uh, SpaceX Falcon Heavy yeah. live on YouTube while presenting. Don't tell anybody that was yesterday. It was amazing, right? It's amazing what you can do with these tools. And here's the thing. What I think we need to understand in education is that we, we have all made the shift in society. That we now learn just in time, not just in case. And we are dealing with a generation that is used to being able to watch a video or learn something they want to know about in the moment they need to know it, and not just in case you need to use it down the line. Right? This educational system, built in the early 1900s, idea was we need to give you everything you might use in life by the time you hit eighth grade, and then it's like, good luck, man. That's the best we can do. Go off into the world, right? And if you had a public library, like my grandfather made it to eighth grade. And if you had a public library, that's where you would go to learn more. Or you actually learned on the job. Right? We are now with a generation that can learn to do anything the moment they want to do it. And so as a teacher, when we're trying to teach them things just in case they need to know it later in life, they look at us like, why do I need to learn something on Monday for a test on Friday? I'll just learn it on Friday. And we all do it. Nobody here watched the video thinking, you know what? I think I'm going to make a cake on Friday. I'll watch the video on Monday. You don't. You watch the video on Friday. I was coming over Snoqualmie Pass about four months ago. Perfect example. Going 70 miles an hour down the road. There's legs sticking out from underneath the car. And a woman standing here like this. And I'm like, he's learning to change a flat tire now. <laughs> you didn't need to know before. But... She's standing there holding the phone, and I'm sure there's a YouTube video play. It's like, hi, you stuck on the freeway, need to know how to change a flat tire? <laughs> and the guy's doing what we all do, uh-huh, right? And you can learn it in the moment. Yeah. How do we teach a generation that is used to learning in the moment? How do we engage them in really interesting questions, because they can DIY anything, and then turn them loose to go learn it? That's number one. Number two, how do we teach them to make the video? I think making a three-minute how-to video should be a graduation requirement for every senior. Because I don't care what you want to do after high school, there is making money, there is a revenue stream. If you want to be a plumber, you can make money on YouTube, not making house calls. If you want to be a builder, you make money on YouTube, not going out and doing construction. Or you supplement that earning. <coughs> You, want, you know how to fold a fitted bed sheet? <laughs> that person last year made over $100,000 on their video. One video, one amazing video makes that person a lot of money. And that's just one video. What if you make a lot? Every time the ad pops up at the bottom, the creator gets paid. Every time that ad plays before you have to click skip, the creator gets paid. And I like that. I click on the ad. If it's a good video, I'll click on the ad. Because if you click on the ad, the creator gets paid even more. Especially if it's an ad I don't like. Right? I love, like, I was with one bank. I didn't like the bank, so I switched all my money over to another bank. And I was really mad at the old bank. The ad popped up. I click on it every time. It cost them an extra two cents. I don't care, right? Nobody knows I do that. Just me. <laughs> well, now you all know, but anyway. All right? So, I wanted just to kind of, before we get into this, and we're going to turn you all into YouTubers today and look at this, just some of the stats. These are stats that they released in 2017 of where we're at. You'll find this interesting, right? That probably most kids that we think of that are on the internet, they don't have anything under the age of 18, of course, but only in saying, what, 11% of kids between 18 and 24. But look at those numbers in our age groups. <laughs> I don't want kids making videos for other kids. That's great if you want to do that. But they can also make videos for the people that actually watch videos. You can make videos for your grandparents. You can make videos for your parents on how to use this technology they don't understand. 
because you make videos on all kinds of things. So this comes from YouTube itself. And one of the reasons why students want to be YouTubers is if you actually, Forbes uh, published a list of the top 10 people earning money on YouTube. You want to know why kids want to make YouTube? Because this is, these are their friends. This is who they follow. This is who they want to be. And you can make a living off of making YouTube videos. I talk to teachers all the time, and they're just like, I don't get it. You know, kids just sit around watching other kids play video games. How horrible is that? And then I think back, like, if only no other generation watched other people play games, like The Wheel of Fortune, or Pyramid, or... <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Password. Password! We have always sat around watching other people play games. As I was watching The Wheel of Fortune, as I was getting dressed yesterday morning, it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh. I love watching other people play games, too. The games are just different. Right? The games are just... Jeopardy's been on for how long? People still sit around watching Jeopardy, watching other people play games. It's just a different format. Right? So YouTube has released and said that roughly what you make on a video, according to YouTube, is you can make $100 for every 1,000 views. Think about that for a second. Every thousand views is worth a hundred bucks on YouTube. So you think about that video you watched, like I'll use my example, my wife and I were redoing our condo in, in Seattle, and we bought this brand new, we bought this brand new toilet from Home Depot, like, you know, easy. Watch a YouTube video, install it, boom, done. About three weeks later, it just starts running, right? The, the seal and the, and I can't figure it out. And so I actually go to YouTube and I type in not just toilet running won't stop. Type in the make and model of the toilet. All right? I know you didn't think you're going to hear a toilet story when you hear it, but you're going to. Type in the make and model of the toilet, and instantly, the very first one that pops up is a four-minute, and you know how this goes, right? Think about just the literacy involved of understanding what video to click on. It's a four-minute video. Excellent. I don't have any longer than four minutes. Over 230,000 people have already watched the video, which tells me, thank goodness, I'm not the only person with this problem. <laughs> right? And so I watched this video, and it's actually a plumber in Austin, Texas, and he starts the video like, hi, have you just installed the toilet, and it's running, and you can't get to stop, and just like all of us, I'm sitting there going, yes, here, my, here's my savior. Right? And 30 seconds in, a little ad pops up on the bottom. Now figure that out. Ad pops up on the bottom, he gets paid. Every thousand views are worth a hundred bucks, and this video has been viewed two hundred thirty thousand times. Right? And he says, "There's a little burr on the gasket. If you just take your finger and wipe the little burr off of the gasket, it'll still perfectly." And I was like, "In downtown Seattle, if I couldn't figure this out, a plumber cost me four hundred bucks just to show up to the house." That plumber, knowing how to use YouTube, was able to take four hundred dollars out of the pocket of a plumber in Seattle and make himself some money from Austin, Texas. That's the power of this. Right? I had to replace a breaker in the house. I have a lot of house problems, by the way. Um, and I walked into the electrical store in downtown Seattle, and you walk into the electrical store, and over here you get to buy all the breakers and everything you need for electricity, and in the back they turned one of their offices into a green screen. And so I asked the guy, I was like, what do you do? He's like, well, that's where we make videos. He's like, it's perfect. He's like, people come in, they tell us they have a problem they don't know how to fix. We go and make a video for it. <laughs> so he owns an electrical store, sells electrical stuff out the front ends, making videos out the back. It's a revenue stream. I made $124 last year on YouTube. I have to give it to the IRS, I might as well tell you. Right? It's unbelievable. It's incredible what you can do with this. So you can think about that. So my challenge for you is that ne the next time that you're watching a YouTube video, think about how many views does that person have. If an ad pops up, it means they've, they've connected their account, right? So all you have to do is give them your routing number and your checking account number, and they just start depositing two cents, five cents, seven cents at a time. Or you can say, you can set a limit and say, you know, wait till I have $25 worth, and then dump $25 on the checking account. And they'll do that for you, right? On the back end, if you're a creator. Right? The world belongs to those that create, not those that consume. If you consume, you're giving somebody else your time. If you create, you're making money on the back end. And that's what we're going to be doing today. So we're going to jump in. That's it for the speech. Now it's up to you to figure out how to create. So we're going to play with a couple different things this morning. The first thing is understanding that there's a whole live section now 
to YouTube. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go live on YouTube. All of you are going to be live on YouTube. Now, don't worry. You're not going to get millions of viewers because probably nobody knows who you exist, and that's okay. Yet. But there's this really interesting thing where you can, at any moment in time, turn on your camera. And the reason why I like being live on YouTube is it's not so much being live on YouTube is that you can record something and instantly have it saved to YouTube. Do you know how many steps there used to be to like video something, edit it in iMovie, make sure it's rendered in the right format, then you gotta go upload it. It's all one step. You hit live, and more than just being live, it's just recording directly on YouTube for you. Right? You have those moments where you're just like, I have one teacher friend who just walks around, he's got a, a YouTube channel for his students, and he, he's a math teacher. So he walks in the store, and he'll literally just like do a live thing. He's like, all right, I'm trying to choose between this cereal and that cereal. This one's 20% off, but costs $9.99. This one's full price, it's $7.99. Which one do I buy? Click. It's his lesson the next day. All right? Just in the moment. And they're just recorded. All these just short little bits being recorded. So, two things. If you want to try this on your phone, you're going to have a, this is your shower, you can just give this a go. You can delete it, you own it, so as soon as you make it, if you hate it, you can delete it. So in your app on your phone, if you're on the app on your phone, in the top right hand corner you should see a little video button, and when you click on the little video button it'll say go live or record. And you can go live on YouTube or record. Now if you're on an iPhone, I believe you have to click on your little picture, and then you can go to my channel and you'll also see it there. Then all of a sudden the little record button will come on and I can go live right from my phone. All right. So if you have the YouTube app, find that out where that's out on your YouTube app. <coughs> you want to use that. Just says record, then it's going to record and say that. Okay? So good question. If it just says record, then you haven't set up the ability to go live on your account. But this is even better, because now it's going to record it and just save it to your YouTube account. It's private just to you, until then you go back to your computer and say, make it public. Okay? So if you have just the record, it's just going to record directly to your account. You're literally just recording, like you would of recording to your phone, you're recording directly to YouTube. All right. How do I turn around so it's a selfie? Uh, I don't know, you have to find a yeah, button somewhere, hopefully. Depends on what, yeah, which one you have. Okay, now, if you are on your computer, the computer, of course, has a little more functionality. And so to get to the creator suite, and I have these steps for you on the website, when I give, it, when I give you back the website, I've got some resources here for you, but I created this little... This is the little image that'll tell you, click one, click two, click three, click four, click five, click six, right? How to get that, but I'll walk you through it. So, if you're on your computer, you want to, if you're logged in, hopefully you're logged in, you can come up here and you can click on your little face, whatever your little face is in the top right-hand corner. And then you should notice you have an option that says Creator Studio. This is where creators go, right? And once you click Creator Studio, it will take you to where you get to make some money, or where you get to create. Right? So you'll get to once you're in the once you're in the backside, you'll notice you know it's your dashboard, and you can look around in here. And if you have other YouTube videos, then you'll notice things like your analytics and what the heck's going on. Look at your estimated revenue right now is eight cents. Yes. <laughs> Don't tell the IRS. All right. But over here to the left, you should see live streaming. Where did you click Creator yep. Studio? Sorry. Right underneath, if you click on your little face or icon in the top right-hand corner, okay. you should see Create Studio, Creator Studio. Okay. Okay? So then you're here. Over here to the left, then, you're going to see live streaming. Now, this gets a little bit confusing as far as the way that they've named things. So you'll find two things here under live streaming you'll see that they have this thing called live stream, and then they have a thing called event. When you click, oops, when you click on live streaming, you'll see live stream events. The live stream is if you have an external camera, for example, watching the SpaceX launch yesterday, they hook in an external camera 
and then they are actually live streaming from other devices. Or you can go into a you can go into a uh, um, TriCaster board and have multiple cameras, which is what they did yesterday. You know, there's full functionality within YouTube. But if you click on events, you can actually set an event up ahead of time. And when I say set up an event ahead of time, I mean literally like set it up and start it now. Or you can set it up for in the future, say, oh, we're going to go live today at 3 o'clock because the kids are giving a presentation. And the parents that can't make it can be live watching their kids give a presentation live on YouTube. All right. So the one that I always use, I never use the one that says live streaming. I only ever use events. Yeah, that's the only one I've ever used. <coughs> I, don't, I don't have four different camera angles, and I don't worry about that. Right? So if you click on events, then somewhere on the screen, I don't even see where it's at, but somewhere on the screen, oh, maybe because I'm zoomed in, over here it says new live event. And I'm going to click new live event. It's going to ask me to give it a title. Right? I can give it a title. Hello, everyone. I can set, this is where you can set the date. So I'm saying, look, I'm just going to go live now. I'm just going live now, you give it a description, and I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. You'll notice over here is where you get to decide. On your computer, it's a little bit different. Right now, mine is set to go public. So as soon as I go live, it'll be public for anybody that happens to find that link on the internet can watch me. I can choose to be unlisted. I can be unlisted, and if I'm unlisted, I can give the URL to my parents and then only people that have that URL will ever see what is being recorded there. So 99% of the time, I'm unlisted, right? I'm interviewing somebody or we're having a conversation behind the, behind the scenes. And then afterwards, I can make it public whenever I want to. Or I don't, right? If you choose private, it's only to you. Right? Only you see it. It's just you recording video and you just happen to be using YouTube's software to do it. Right. So for this one, I'm just going to go public, because what the heck. Right. Now, when I say go live, I'm just going to watch me first, because you're all going to get a chance to play with this, and I'll be able to come around and help everybody. Now, next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say go live, and some of you are going to be very excited about this, because it's going to say, you're going to notice what pops up here. What is this? Hangout. Hangouts. What? Actually, what, you, what Google has done is they've actually taken Hangouts, and that is what they use to run YouTube Live, which now means I can invite people from around the world to be with my class and record it at the same time. So I did this with a school over in Enumclaw, Enumclaw School District in Washington. We had, they were, there was a ninth grade class that was doing some, um, they were discussing politics of the Middle East. And so we found some teachers at an international school in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, that could only come in during what was second period here in the States. Well, the teacher has three other periods. So we use this to call Saudi Arabia. The second, second period group got to be there live with the conversation. Periods three, five, and six got to go back and watch the recording because they couldn't be there in person. Right? And so you'll notice down here at the bottom then, it just says start broadcasting. And as soon as I say start broadcasting, it's like, are you really sure you're going to go live on the internet? And in a second, you'll see this little off air thing up here, turned to live, if our bandwidth works, there it is. And now we are literally live on the internet, right? If somebody finds us, somebody stumbles upon us, they will be watching me sit here in front of my screen. <laughs> I know, a screen inside a screen inside a screen. Oh, it's cool. Right? And so, but here's the cool thing. Not only am I live on YouTube, again, it's not so much about being live on YouTube. It's more being that this is being instantly recorded directly. Like, I've taken out eight different steps. Because when I click done, I click stop broadcasting. It's going to take a second. It goes off air. And if I come back over here, it's actually going to say, if I click on hello, everyone, that's the one I just recorded. It's like literally, it's already rendered. Like it's already on, you don't have to wait for it to render, you don't have to wait for it to change format, it's already there. Do you know the computing power, like let's geek out for a second, do you know the computing power it took to do that in that quick a time? Uh, that's, awesome. that's pretty incredible, that's pretty incredible, yeah. So when it, you're saying when it's rendered, it's got its music, or it's yep. the noise attached to it, yep. you know, or it used to be we had a Merriam, yep. nope. and it, it, does it play across any other platform? Yeah, it plays on YouTube. 
Right, so, but I mean, like, they have, like, any, you know, remember there were the different formats and all of the different things that you had to have. This yeah. does everything for this you. This does everything for you. And because I created it, I in my dashboard, I can download it as an MP4, which is like the standard format now. So I've done this where I use it this way, like I'll have a teacher every once in a while, and you're like, hey, I don't remember the step to do X, Y, and Z. I'll just make this, and then just send them the link, just like here's an unlisted link, because it's sometimes like 6 o'clock in the morning, I haven't even had to brush my teeth and do my hair, which don't even smell your breath through a video, which is awesome. Right? <laughs> and then I just send them the link. Right? It's, it's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah, question. Can you screencast on this like without video? Or? You can screencast. That's a couple more steps. Okay. And depending on what device you have, we can I can show you how different ways you get it. That's a little bit of a geekier situation, but you can definitely do it. Okay. Alright. The time is yours. I'm going to give you it is 9.15. So I'm gonna give you to 9.30. I'm gonna give you 15 minutes with the goal that you make at least one video on YouTube. You don't have to stay in this room. There's beautiful backdrops. You know, get the sun rising. Go do your little newscast. Maybe do a reflection of this morning's keynote. Do you need something to do? Start the camera. This is a really good thing. Start the camera where you're looking at yourself and actually do a reflection where you have to look at yourself as you're talking. It's a really, it's like looking yourself in the mirror. Teachers hate it. Kids hate it. You know what that means? It's good for you. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'll see you in 15 minutes. If you need help, I'm here to support. Help each other. Okay. How was that? Thoughts, comments, questions? We learned. Awesome. We learned. Awesome. That was so fun. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty crazy. Would you like to ride the escalator with us next time? Sure. Absolutely. I'll ride the escalator with you. So here's the thing I found. This is like no research to support this. Ooh. You're in here now. I don't know if I can get it. Sorry, we're trying to show you the next step. non-research that I found. It takes students and adults roughly three times to look at yourself on the camera before you get comfortable with it. So for some of you, that was time number one. You're still not comfortable, you need to do this at least two other times. It takes how many times? I have found roughly three times. Okay. And then all of a sudden people don't start don't care about like, my makeup's not right, the angle's not right, and I don't care, I'm just doing a video, right? Just do the video, right? Finish, not perfect. We run our whole company on the attitude, finished, not perfect. And if you wait for it to be perfect, you'll never finish anything. Finished, not perfect is how the world runs. Okay, so the next step then is as we talked about before, any other questions or comments? All right, somebody asked me, do you do this on your personal account or your school account? If my school has an unlocked and it's school, it's school stuff, do it on your school account. If your school doesn't have the Creator Studio, there was a couple school districts that don't have the Creator Studio um, unlocked in their district, then do it on your own account. And what I have found to be successful is if you just do your own videos on your own account and the principal and the admin team sees how powerful this is, you become the change agent to get it unlocked for others. The major reason why this is usually blocked in school districts is because school districts don't like the kids are chatting on Hangouts. And because Hangouts is actually the program that runs it, and Hangouts has a chat feature and a video feature, they just block it because they don't want kids chatting to each other. How many of you actually teach, as part of literacy, chat etiquette? Ooh, two school districts. So you should unblock it, right? Chat etiquette is something we need to start. How many of you send text messages at least once a week? Chat etiquette is something we do. Right? How do we teach kids? You wonder why kids are bowling? No kids don't know, right? Nobody teaches them. So we teach them chat etiquette, we're gonna block it, now we've got the video access to it as well. Any other questions? 
So anytime we teach online, yeah, I don't virtual academy. So anytime we share a link from YouTube, we have to go through Safe Share TV. Yeah, and so that's really seems a little like YouTube is kind of frowned upon because of all the other things that they could get on. Yes, to promote it for our school. However, yeah, all of our kids are YouTubing. Okay, remind me a little bit. I'll show you. So there are more features that every school's got their thing. They've got their hands. That's fine. But there are ways now on YouTube that before you share the link or you share the event code, you can say turn off the ads, turn off the side, like turn off suggested next videos, and so it just plays the video. And you can even have it, you can share videos now right within YouTube and tell it I want it to start at 1 minute 15 seconds. You can't tell it when to end yet, but it'll say, you know, if you want to skip the first minute and then just play from 1 minute 15 seconds to the end. You can do that as well. I'll show you that here. have like a creating YouTube class or a video class where they will because they the way they, they have they're trying to help kids also understand entrepreneurship. So the kids sign a contract when they come into the class that 10% of all revenue goes back to the school. Now they're private so they can do this. But all of a sudden then they support kids in creating videos that are for paid to for get ad revenue and you know some kids have made like webinars where people have actually paid 25 bucks to come learn something. And the school says, as us teaching you all this, giving you the equipment, you know, the school has all the big cameras and all the bandwidth, you just give us 10%. And it's teaching kids, like, is that a good deal or not? Am I still making money? Like, all of a sudden, there's this financial part of entrepreneurship right inside the school as well. So there's some ideas for that. Yeah. All right, so is it legal if you do it as a fundraising for a club, like if clubs start? Your robotics action. I don't know. That would be awesome. I, see, what I love is you're asking questions that I don't think any of us have the answer to yet because we're just starting to ask them. So we're going to have to go through the process because we're just getting to a place where we're starting to ask these questions. Yeah. So I wanted to show you the second part. So we've now done exactly every step. You can see I've got the go live button. But Susan has is in here with me. So here's Susan. You can see her down here. And I don't know if your camera's on. Is your camera on? Did you um, turn your camera on? It's supposed on? to be on. It's supposed to be on. Oh, maybe it wasn't. No. Maybe it wasn't. Here it comes. It looks like it's coming. Usually that little blue guy says that we're trying to get the bandwidth. Now, this might not work fully because we're inside the horrible network that is this conference at the moment. So, but anyways, you, you should be able to see her there as well, right? And what will happen is, is I can now click, you know, start, rec start broadcasting, and we are now having a conversation, and the entire conversation is being recorded. So when she says something, and because it's Hangouts, and I wish your your I wish your uh, your camera was working, but it's not. Because it's Hangouts, whoever is talking is the big picture, and it looks that way on YouTube as well. And then I start talking, and my picture flashes, and she talks, and her picture flashes. So it does like this two camera back and forth when you're having a conversation, and records the whole thing for you. Can you do that with more than two? You can do it up to 15 people. So it works like and they're all in different places. And they're all in different places. So if, if not now, but later, if you pick up a, a card for my company, you can go to, if you go to YouTube.com and you type in Eduro Learning, every week we do a, we do a, a hangout, a live YouTube conversation every week. And it's a person in Bangkok, a person in uh, Bangkok, Thailand, uh, South Island of New Zealand, uh, Beijing, uh, Tokyo, uh, and New York. And the whole thing is recorded. And then I go in, my job is to go in and I pull down the audio, I drop down the MP3, and I turn it into our podcast called Shifting Your Schools. Right? I mean, then you start figuring out how the whole, like, it's just, but just this part, we've taken about eight steps out of the process. 
So anyways, we're live. That whole thing was kind of recorded. Sorry, Susan, we didn't get you there. This is a bandwidth thing. It does work really, really well. Um, but I'm going to go stop going live, and that'll all be recorded up there so we can all look at Susan's little blue dot for the whole time. Okay. So that's YouTube Live. All right? That's a great one. Now, if you have a computer, there's another great extension that allows you to do this a little differently. And some of you might have seen this or know about this one, but it's called Screencastify. Raise your hand if you've heard of Screencastify or either the kids. Good. Look around. You've got some experts in the room when you play with this here in a second. So the biggest problem with Screencastify I found is their icon. I was in a fourth grade class. I love this story. I was in a fourth grade class, and I was telling the kids, I was like, okay, we're going to install an extension, a Chrome extension called Screencastify. When you get done, it's going to look like a film strip in the top right-hand corner. What's wrong with that sentence? They don't know what that is. They have no idea what it is. So the kids are like, what's a film strip? The class is starting, and all of a sudden, some kid goes, you mean the building with windows? I was like, yes, the building with windows. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Like, it's just done. And the kids are like, what? Film strip? We have no idea. Anyways, so I have a link for you. You can do one of two things. If you are on my website, and now if you're, on a, if you're on a tablet, this won't work. This is only for Chromebooks, Macs, PCs. It works on anything that you have the full Chrome browser. But if you, uh, you can either come down here and you can do Screencastify extension for Chrome browser. If you click on that, it'll actually have you install, um, install the extension. Or just go to Google and type in Screencastify, and it'll be the first link that pops up. The nice thing about Screencastify is that Screencastify now allows you, gives you some different options. You were talking about, can you do screen recording? Yeah. This is what I use for screen recording, okay? So for screen recording, once Screencastify is installed, you're gonna have to go through accept some accept, 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 accept. But you notice I can now, in, I can now enable my webcam, I have the built-in microphone, and you'll notice down here that it's going to put my face in the bottom of the screen. And so Screencastify will actually record what is ever happening on my screen and my face at the same time. Right? I've had students do this to walk through an experiment. I've had teachers, like science teachers, that have one of the online animations, has students do this so you can see the online animation, and the kid has to verbally explain what they're watching. Right? It's through that verbalization. You can also, across the top up here, I can record just a tab, so it will record just a tab in Chrome. I can record everything on my desktop, so if I'm changing between tabs and changing between programs, it'll record everything. Or I can just turn on the camera, and it'll just do my face, the camera, and nothing on my screen. Right? So I'm going to show you this real quick. Just I'll demonstrate, and then we'll, we'll dig into this deeper. So I'm going to click on desktop. I've got everything in here. I'm going to click on the show preview window so I can see what's being recorded. And then I'm going to click record desktop. And it's going to show me, do I want to record this desktop? Yes. And I'm going to share. Three, two, one. And now it's recording. You can see here, it's recording what's ever on my screen and it puts me down in the little bottom. So I can go around and I can say, look, I'd like you to go to this website and I'd like you to pull down on this toggle right here. And if you pull down on this toggle right here, we are going to be talking about the third link down for today's lesson, blah, 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 blah. When I'm done, I can just come back up here. I click stop and instantly it's going to show and me now a preview. it's recording. You can see here it's recording. It's going to show me a preview. And if I click share, I can either share it to my Google Drive or where? Your YouTube channel. Directly on my YouTube channel. With one click of a button now, that recording is now on YouTube. Right? Now, there are all kinds of other screen, screencasting software. They're just as good. This is easy. Right? Just record it and go. All right. Go ahead and have a play with this. If you need help, there's a couple people that said, raise your hand again if you do Screencastify. If you guys can help me out and help people with this. Just, you can install, it's just a little extension. It looks like a building with windows. Once you get it in up here, and give this a go. Another really easy way. Yeah. One of the things I like, and I don't know if there's any uh, <coughs> math teachers in the room, but I think for me, one of the things I really like about this is for use in math and science. 
One of the things we know out of research is getting kids to talk math talk. And as a teacher, you don't always get to go around and get to hit every kid all the time. So I'm trying to help people shift their idea. Instead of students doing a worksheet showing that they can solve a particular kind of problem 35 times, what if they had to solve one problem but talk through all the steps? So now you're recording, if you have 35 kids, you're, record, you're, just, you're just grading 35 videos, not 460 problems. Does that make sense? And what I have found are two things. One, as kids are recording the video, if they make a mistake, guess what they do? They go back. And, you, and the thing I like about Screencastify, there's no editing. So you have to go back and do the whole problem again. And then they don't say something right and they don't like it. They go back and do the whole problem again. They're doing one problem like eight times. That's number one. Number two, as you're grading as a teacher, one of the things I always ran into is where I saw where a student made a mistake, I always wanted to know what were they thinking right there where they made the mistake. When I'm watching kids on video, I can hear what they were thinking when they made the mistake. So here's how I set it up. I use Screencastify. I turn on just the camera, right? I then take roughly three textbooks. This is the best use of a textbook, in my opinion. And we stack three textbooks behind the computer like this, right? And then when I click record webcam, three, two, one. The camera is actually recording what is here on my paper. And now it's picking up my audio, and the audio is really good because the audio kind of bounces in this space. And I'm watching kids on paper do the math problem as they're talking through the steps, which research says is the best way to help kids learn math. When the kid's done, they just say down, and usually they'll get in and they'll be like, hey, Mr. Yu, I hope you like that. Or they say something stupid because they're mostly middle school kids. <laughs> I usually say something stupid back to them, so it's fair. The camera is actually and now recording what you have this. Oh, sorry, my camera angle wasn't perfect. Uh, <laughs> but you get the point, right? You get the point. Uh, it's just another way, I think, of using video in a really interesting way in the classroom. You know, what if kids had to do, tonight for homework, you're just going to do one video problem, not... 35 problems that kids are going to find the answer somewhere else that Wolfram Alpha is going to solve for them. I mean, you're actually going to see the kid's hand moving. You actually get to see them go through the steps. You know they did the problem. It's a lot harder to try to get somebody else to be your voice than it is to get somebody else to be your pencil. Just an idea of another way to use a really powerful program with kiddos. Does this work on my it doesn't work on an iPad, but an iPad has a built-in video camera already, and what I've done on iPads is actually have kids make like a stand, and we usually like, you can get a bunch of tubes and cartons and whatever, and we make makeshift stands that you can put the iPad on top, and then the kid sits down, they click the record <laughs> button, and they just record it with the iPad straight down, and then upload that wherever you want that video. Kids can figure it out. If I say I want a video, I've had kids like partner up with another kid and like their kids over the shoulder, you know, so one kid at a time is doing it. And there's ways to do it. I just think for me it's more of like the idea that kids that you're gonna be grading a video and not papers. And the biggest pushback I've had from teachers is that the biggest pushback I've had from teachers is but it takes me so long to grade the videos. And I'm like, you're right, because you are a really good teacher, and you've figured out your system to get through papers really, really fast. The first time you grade videos, it's probably going to take you a couple extra hours, because you've never graded videos before, and you're trying to figure out your system of what's the easiest way to click to the next video, and did all the kids upload them to the right place, and where like you've got the system to figure out. But if you can get through the curve of figuring out your system, teachers come back and say, I can grade them faster than I graded papers before. Right. But you got to get through that. You're setting up a new grading system, and you got to get through that when you're doing something different. Yeah. What's the best place to house that? So, what I like using Google Drive. If you're a Google App school, okay. you know what I'll have kids do is like with Screencastify, not only on YouTube, but you can upload it directly to Google Drive. So I have all the students uploaded to Google Drive. 
and then we have a class folder called Unit 3 Videos. They all put them in, and so I go into that folder, every video is there, I just click on video, click on video, click on video, pop right through yeah. Um, so I'm an art teacher, and I would yes. like to have students be able to um, do an art project and go from start to finish on it. How can I speed up that video so that people watching are not like... Uh, so, there are two things to that. You need to record it with one of these. Right? In that case, well, I might use YouTube, YouTube's live feature. Not that you want it to be live on the internet, that's okay. But because once it's there, A, it's better quality than Screencastify for our projects. Number two, as soon as it's done being recorded, you can then go into YouTube and you can set that stuff up. In that creator studio part, there are all kinds of options back there okay. for kids to, to speed it up, slow it down. They can put a music track. There's Creative Commons music already built into YouTube if they want little music behind it. All of that stuff is in that Creator Studio. We're just playing with one part of Creator Studio today, but if you want to, if you want to skip a session and go get a glass of wine and sit, and, but you should do all your professional development without all. I'm just saying, but yeah, it's amazing what's back there. You can do some really cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So if I have a student, you know, right? Yeah. Right. But I just put the math problem like on my website. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You assign different math problems to each kid. Yeah. Like I've had teachers even like you know have thirty different math problems instead of having a worksheet of thirty problems. Each kid gets one problem. And now you've got, as a teacher, you've got 30 different videos of 30 different math problems that you can use for next year to show kids how to solve, I mean, now you start to scale on a, yeah. All right, where are we at in time? How much time do we have left, do we know? About half an hour. Half hour, perfect. So, the last tool I'd like to show you is one that I'm already calling probably the app of the year for this 18-19 school year. And it's Flipgrid. How many of you are already using Flipgrid? This is like the most incredible tool ever. Um, this works on all devices. So I know Screencastify, some of you are like, I have a phone or I have a tablet, it doesn't work. The thing I love about Flipgrid, two things about Flipgrid. One, it works on every device. And I've watched kindergartners using it so easy. Number two, kids don't need an account. So as a teacher, you need an account, but kids don't need to sign up or sign into anything. All right. All right. So if you go to my webpage, and I'll put that link back up there, you'll see right down at the bottom, I have a link to Flipgrid. And I'll help you get to that link. Once you click on the link that says flipgrid.com, I have set up a topic for us. And all you're going to get, again, you might need to leave this room if you get frustrated with the internet. But once you get here, this is a Flipgrid. Class, what do you notice? Plus sign. A big plus sign. Where do you think you should click, class, to get started? Plus sign. And the rest is up to you. All right, see if you can record a little, these can only be 90 seconds. And I think I put a little prompt there for you, didn't I? So you want to be a YouTuber, and then the prompt is, yeah, I know, we pretend it's the kids that want to be famous, but you all get to be famous too. You don't need it, you shouldn't need a code. You should, if you click on the link. If you need a code, it's in the corner. Yeah, if you need a code, it's in the corner up there. But if you click on that link on my webpage, it should take you directly. Okay. If you have the app, then the code's here. Can you read the code? Uh, sure, the code is. And if you want, again, if you want to leave the room and go get a beautiful light on your background. somebody else's video. You'll notice if you click on somebody else's video, you can leave them a little comment. You'll notice there's a social networking piece. You can like their thing. So we start teaching social networking skills in kindergarten and first grade. What I like is like the little social media things are all positive. It's not like you can be negative or you can like stick your tongue out at people. They're all positive things. So, thoughts on Flipgrid. Those of you that are already using it, how are you using it? Those of you that this might be your first time, what are you thinking? Sweet. Sweet. Did we miss it? 
Yes. So it can just be like our IT people can go in and download it onto the iPads. Uh, yeah, it's just a website, so there's nothing to download. Oh, I think when I opened up here, I had to download. Oh, the download the app on an iPad. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just go and download the app. Yeah. And then you can Yeah, and then again, you either have the code, right? You can either put the code on the board and say, you know, go open up Flipgrid. Here's today's code for the little thing we want to do, or you can put the link, like I just put the link on my website. When you click on it, automatically takes you there. Now. I've done that because this is public, right? So anybody that comes to my website finds that link, it's going to see your videos. However, as the teacher, at any moment I can make it private, I can shut it off. So I make it private that only I can see, and I can make I can shut it off so that you can't all see each other as well. So as the teacher, I have control of, okay, it's open for responses, and now we're done. Yeah? Is the code activity-centric, in other words, just the videos for just this lesson, so I'd have yes. multiple ones. Yes. Okay. So if I go back, just to show you how this is set up, if I go back to Jeffy Dick's training, here is my, uh, let me see what's that here. This is this code, but if I go back to my account, oh, not my picture, my account. Where did they put it? It used to be up here. Uh, teacher dashboard, there you go. So if I go back to my teacher dashboard, you'll see that I have all what they call, here's my grid, and then within my, within my grid, I have all these different topics. And the topics, you'll notice, are what the codes are, right? So I've used this a couple different times with different teachers, and each one of those is a different code. But you can think of that as like, this is, you know, first day of school reflection, this is goal setting, this is... Uh, can they access them after you... You can decide that. Oh. You can turn them on and off as you wish as a teacher. Where's that? That's under the admin dashboard. If you have, if you signed up for your own yeah. account, it's on your admin dashboard. And you can see over here where I can activate. Like yeah. these are all active, but I can make them unactive. I can share it out. I have different actions that I can do. Um, some of you I noticed found the stickers. Just like the kids can't leave the stickers on. No, as a teacher, you can turn those on and off. I had one teacher. I had a second grade teacher use this around Thanksgiving, and they were working on it, reading with expression. And I thought this was so cool. So she set up a flip grid, and around Halloween, they had a bunch of Halloween stickers there. So the kids came up with their own key, and each kid made three little flip grids. The first flip grid was reading with no expression. And then you put a sticker of a ghost to represent that that was your video to be no expression. Then you read, you read the same passage with expression, and that was a pumpkin. And then you read the same passage with too much expression, and that was a witch. And so every kid had three videos on the on the footprint, and kids could watch each other's videos of being too much expression. Of course, second grade with too much expression, you know what that was like. Right? But kids were then going back, and she has this assessment piece all sitting there for her. And so she used the stickers as a way of, I was like, that's genius. Genius. Yeah. So now I, okay, I'm starting to think. So could you have done this where we couldn't see each other and only you could see um, the students? So say like we're all students. Right. And we're submitting our assignments. Right. What you just described. Right. And instead, I, I only see it and just not, not that I know of, not that I've seen. The only way I've seen it is you can make it, I mean, just your class, but kids will always see each other. Right. There's no way of this just being a straight video between you and me, and kids not being able to see any of the other videos. But the screencastify. With screencastify, you could do that. But with Flipgrid, it's about more of the community of videos, not a one-on-one. -on -one. But with screencastify, they have to log in. They have to. There's a couple other steps because we're trying to create a one-to-one. -one, yeah. Right. And so there's a couple other steps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Question. She could probably do that if she made a topic for every student. You could do a topic for every student. That, that would be a workaround. A topic for every student. That would be a workaround. Alright? Alright, a couple things as we finish up. One, I think this is really important. I went to a session yesterday on the flipped classroom and I pushed the presenter a little bit. 
because he was talking about using videos in a flipped classroom format and using videos with kids. We know the research is starting to come out around a media first generation. We are, we are living with a media first generation. We are teaching a media first generation. At some point, we need to understand that we have to engage the media part of their brain before we're going to be able to get them into the text-based world we want them to get into. Right? We've got to make that shift as educators. But the research that's coming out is how powerful video is. But there's even, the, the real research is who makes the video matters. You can find all the great Khan Academy videos. There are all these videos on YouTube that are great that other teachers have done. And please, use them. But no, nothing replaces the relationship between a teacher and a student. And I have had kid after kid after kid come back to me and say, I like watching videos, but when it's my teacher, and what they've noticed, what the research is starting to point to, is we all do things in class that are just us. We all have hand motions, or we say something a different way, or it's the tone of our voice that creates the relationship with students. And when students see that in the video, and it doesn't have to be the perfect video, your hair doesn't need to be perfect, you make mistakes on the whiteboard, you make mistakes on your video. Be you. The worst thing you can do is have the perfect polished video. Kids want to be, they want to see you. I finally talked a math teacher into doing this. And uh, they're, at their school, the math teachers have macros. And so he was so nervous. And he just had a whiteboard behind him, and he recorded the video, and it was horrible. You could hardly see the ink on the whiteboard, right? But he did it. He did the first one, right? Finished, not perfect. He did the first video. Well, he uploaded it, and the, the kids were like, that was really cool. Would you make more? So he started, like, he got into a routine. Of, he'd get into school uh, early in the morning, you know, before the half hour or whatever before school started. He'd record the video for the day, but he wouldn't put it into Google Classroom until the end of the day. So then he would go all through class teaching the lessons, and then he'd drop the video for when kids wanted to do homework. Well, then he started, next thing, I went in like three weeks later, he's got it propped up, he got it stacked up on a bunch of textbooks. And he's got lamps behind it, so he's got a little more, you know, a little more light on the board. A month later, he's gone out and purchased like halogen lamps, right? He's got another one that's behind him to get his shadow off the board. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing? He's like, I can't stop. <laughs> he's like, it's so much fun. And here's what he found. This was the coolest part he told me. He's like, the problem was, is one day I was kind of messing around, and he was doing the math problem on the board, and all of a sudden he was like, Susie. Put down the cell phone and pay attention. This is really important, Susie. Just like he would have done in class. And all of a sudden, the kids come in and they're like, Susie, you got called out in the video. He's like, I have to keep track of what kids I call out in the video because that's the reason why now they watch the video. <laughs> Billy, put down the sandwich. I know you just got home from football practice. Put down the sandwich. You need to know this, right? He's like, I now have a whole separate sheet of like what kid have I need called out in the video. He's like, well, you know what? They're watching the videos. If for no other reason to see if today's the day they get called out. Right? That relationship part. And you can do that with video. Right? It's such an amazing teaching tool if we use it appropriately and we use it in really amazing ways. The last thing I'll leave you with, and then I'll get you out of here. I have loved Flipgrid so much that I told them I was doing this conference. And I asked them, I was like, is there anything you can give me? I think I've already said Flipgrid is the app of the year for 1718. So if you would like a 40-day free trial of the upgraded Flipgrid classroom, you will, when you go and you sign up for a Flipgrid classroom, which is $65 a year subscription, there'll be a place for a promo code. If you type in Eduro Learning, the name of our company, all one word, and if you need to know how to spell it, it's up here on postcards, E-D-U-R-O Learning, all one word, it will give you a 45-day free trial for you to have the unlimited Flipgrid. Okay. I know. I, I just wrote them. I wrote them. I said, I love your app. I'm using it with all the teachers. Look at all these trainings I've done. I'm doing these three conferences in a row in February. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Here's a code. Give them 45 free days. I was like, I love you people. They're really a great company focused on education. Just a small group of 10 guys in Chicago. Is it tied to soccer kids? I know that they're little. They're starting. They're they're trying to figure out ways to start tying in with some of the elements. But they've been on their own. What is the code? Eduro, E-D-U-R-O, learning, all one word. And you can pick up a postcard if you need to have a spell. You go out as well. All right.
All right. Get you out of here about 10 minutes early so you can get to your next session, get some coffee. If there's anything else you need from me, I will be sticking around here. I've got another session here after this. Also, as you leave out, please, if you would like, down at the bottom, you can, on your phone, just text who do I follow to 44222. That's going to sign you up for our newsletter. Every week, we give away a free PDF that is either a lesson plan, a lesson plan format, something to do with uh, instructional coaches in the room. I know I met a couple of you. We're doing a whole coaches launch right now around ways to work with teachers in a coaching role. Um, but it signs you up with our newsletter, and it's just once a week, and it's always attached as some kind of cool PDF for you to use, share within your thing. We're trying to give as much away as possible, which is why we... Why I actually come to speak. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. On the screencast by, yeah. I notice there's a tab that says your entire screen or application window. Yeah. But the application window is not, not It depends on what kind of device you're on. So. Okay. So whether or not you have application shelter. So if you had, say, for example, a mic here at GarageBand, I could have it just focus on GarageBand. If I move off GarageBand, it will still record GarageBand. Right. But is that just because I, I mean, I have Google. I can use desktop or Google. Say, if you want to leave, go. Please go. Thank you. Session over. I'll keep answering questions, but don't have to stick around. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.